You suck, your business sucks, and you'll never be successful. How many people paid you five grand? You never lied to anybody? Okay, real quick. Anything you see in here? What? It's over, bro. Mm. What's your belief system? You're married, yes? To a woman? Or you let your wife wear pants? When I ask you for something and you don't give it to me, are you knowing that you're lying to me? Lying? You cannot move being this comfortable. But you be in the crib and your drawers just like, hey, yo. My job is to make you fail. My job is to make you quit. My job is to make you cry. But if you survive it, success is on the other side. What's up? Hey, what's up? Yo, why do you seem so nervous? Because you went in on Yanni and Trey. No, I didn't. We had a conversation, and I didn't say anything that I haven't said to them privately. And I'm probably not going to say anything today Mm -hmm. that I haven't told you privately. True. That's a good just, point. It's just public now. Yeah. So you're an entrepreneur? Of course. How long How long have you been an entrepreneur? A real entrepreneur uh, after I dropped out of college. But I technically, I created the idea of my business when I was seven. I started selling stuff in middle school, but it was just like here and there. Never right. like just bringing in a lot of orders or anything. And you make clothes? Yes, I design gowns. Is that your main source of money? Yeah, that and teaching. Teaching what? Uh, teaching people how to drape. Teaching people how to design. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you was building that like that. Yeah, my goal is to have my own school one day. Um, but I have a community of 1,800 black women in 60, well, mostly black, in 60 plus different countries who want to really? learn how to do what I know how to do. Because it's like hard for- Hold like, on, Zell, did you know that? Did you know that too, gay? Who? I didn't know. Well, you have 1,800 members that yeah. paid you? Uh, no, 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 no. This is my free community. I have a paid community, but I put a pause on accepting new people. So you don't make any money from that? No, I do. The people that's in there, they pay me. Um, I have make? two subscriptions. One is if you're a part of, if you purchase my course, then you eventually, um, that's like 160 a month mm. or 150 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know? It's, I know, it's basically one. <laughs> okay, maybe. What do you mean it's basically, how much do you charge? Well, I'm going up on the prices, 750 right now, but I'm about to take it up to 850. Eight, hold on. So, so first you said it was 150. I let them do a subscription. So that's why I break it down. A subscription on the, it's like um you pay monthly on the course. I understand, how much, okay. Pop quiz from my audience. How much is it? There you go. Eight fifty. Yeah. So for the for the course. Yes, but uh, purchasing the course allows you to get into the uh, weekly class group that I have as well. So I started a subscription group um, like last year, mm-hmm. where I kind of modeled it off of how you do morning meetup, but mm-hmm. not. We don't meet as much. So um, we basically do a call once a week and I teach them how to drape. So, Just because how you said you use morning meetup to help you stay consistent yeah. with your personal development. Mm-hmm. When I started learning how to drape, my mentor told me you need to practice all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was hard for me to hold myself accountable and practice all the time by myself. So now I have to practice every week because I have to get on a call because people sure. are paying me. So yeah. that's how I'm like able to grow my skills so much. Gotcha. Because so of that. your course is eight hundred and fifty dollars. 
It's seven fifty now. It's so that really comes down to I wanna say like one thirty five. But I'm going up to eight fifty. One thirty five per month, you're saying? Yes, uh huh. Over a how what period of time? Six months. Okay. Six month program, it's seven fifty and they can break it down into payments monthly. Yes, if they and then after the six month they, they just get, can't get on the calls anymore. No, they uh are able to join the community. Oh, so it's a lifetime membership. Yeah, they're allowed to join, but I know eventually I want to I wanna go oh I wanna charge more for the um or I guess change the price and model for the the lifetime group thing. I just don't know what that looks like. Because how you do like seventy well, I don't know if you do seventy nine. How much do, how how many people have bought this course? Uh I launched it a month ago or a month and a half. I have like maybe ten people that bought so far. Ten people. Mm -hmm. Okay. What were you doing before that to make um, money? Basically dresses and classes. So selling the dresses and the classes, individual yes. classes. It just wasn't a continued um, program. Yeah, I would just have oh well mentorship. So that's uh I did I used to do. Now, like, what do you do? I'm, I'm lost a now. Designer. And I think you're lying to me, kind of now. I'm a fashion you're making stuff up. No, I did mentorships and classes. Okay. But I did classes first. Yep. Then people were like, "Well, I want you to be my mentor." Yes. So then I went into having a mentorship. Okay. And so I would do the sales calls. I have people in there. I would okay. at first I did a mentorship for a thousand. Good. A person that did well. Um. Well, well for my first time selling, I got close and when did you do people. that? This was, I want to say, October of last gotcha. year. But and you don't then, do that anymore? Um, no, because I just realized how you told me I need to focus on one yeah. thing. I was doing yep. too much. So then I brought, I brought the mentorship back again in January. This mm. time it was $2,500 a month. I think a I closed. I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the subscription. It was $2,500. Okay. And they paid um, monthly on that right. as well. They paid, like, I want to say a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollar deposit something like that and they got to pay monthly after that so twenty five hundred dollars i closed four people okay and then uh after that i said i don't need to do mentorship anymore because i got depressed and then i just was like a terrible mentor. you got depressed from them or something outside something outside of that and so what I was, was it something happened um yeah, but I'm, I would imagine something happened. Yeah, <laughs> something personal, but um, real bad, very bad. Oh, the thing that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and so okay. that put me in like depression for a good amount of time, and I was not showing up for my clients or showing up for my students. Yeah, are you over it now? Yeah, I can't say that I'm in a much better place. Um, yeah. I was like crying like every other day for like the longest, but I'm good yeah. now. And we don't need to talk about that here, right? No, we don't need to yeah. talk about that. That was a that was that was a situation, and is a very very personal because I know you. I didn't know it threw you into depression though. Yeah, I mean. I think you asked me a few times how was I, but I don't want to just tell you, like, you're like my mentor, so I don't want to just be like, yeah, I'm real depressed today, David. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, like, going through it, Got and it. I was very hurt. So I would imagine you just launched a mentorship a month ago or a subscription a month ago. Mm -hmm. You're just getting out of the depression? Yeah, because I didn't have a choice. Um, yeah. 
you choose to be depressed. So I chose to stay there because I wasn't over what happened. Do you know but why you chose to stay there, though? Because I was, like, angry. I was sad. I but I'm saying like, you chose to yeah. stay there for a reason. Are you saying, yeah, Yo, I saying, would rather be here Yeah, I'm, so I'm I saying I wanted to stay there because, like, I wasn't over what happened. Um, I didn't. I, I was trying to figure out how do you like manage. How do you manage being depressed while also still trying to? How do I word it? Okay, you know how people say what you focus on, you attract. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you manage processing? Like, dang, I just went through some really deep, tough stuff. While also trying to be like okay or keep your mind in like a good state of mind, mm. because I'm not gonna be fake happy, you yeah. know. And so I feel like that was like I chose to be there because it's like I'm not over what happened. Like I'm actually yeah. still really like hurt. I'm still really sad. I'm still really angry. So. And your therapist is helping you get over it. Uh no. I just Here's the thing. I don't know if, um, like, I, I think you used the right word that it is a choice. Mm -hmm. But you're how old? 25. Don't add the extra years. Huh? Don't add the extra years. 25. Don't add the extra. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 25, you're going to realize that whatever you went through, some uh, worse things are going to happen. For sure. But. I think we just got to really find joy in the process and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but if you allow everything, and again, the thing you went through was tough. Like I lost my dad. It was mm -hmm. tough. I lost my mom. It was tough. And I don't know, maybe my heart is built different where mm -hmm. um, I've gone through a lot of personal development stuff. So I know that whatever I'm going through, it will be okay. And I it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I just can't stop, especially if you have a purpose. You know what I mean? You have a, a purpose for something. Um, I'm just telling you at 25, no, it never that. stops. Yeah, and I... um. I've never been like that before. Yeah. I've been depressed before, but I've never been like that, like yeah. that low. But I just are you confident that you can take care of the people that you're asking for money for from now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more so focused on not promising too much to my students. That's good. And so I stopped doing um, like. I stopped focusing so much on like, oh, trying to do content for, or I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it. I was so focused on like, oh, I got to do this and this, like content and emails and all this stuff for my sewing company. But I'm like neglecting my fashion brand, which is the main focus. Yeah. Um, because I looked at it as not leaving any money on the table. If I have all these people that keep saying, I want to learn from you, I want to learn from you. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, let me make sure I'm servicing them. But I also need to service my fashion brand as well. Does this go back to you saying you need validation? Because uh, if someone says, I like how you make dresses, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, I need to be focused on that. And then somebody says, I like what you do. Can you teach me? And you'd be a great teacher. And you say, oh, well, okay, I'll do that. So almost <laughs> however someone compliments you, you're willing to do that. I wouldn't say that. I think actually when it comes to fashion, that's the one thing I don't need fa validation in. Yeah. Uh, someone could tell me that, oh, your designs suck, but I know for a fact that it's not. I no, I, no, I'm, well, I'm so not saying that. I, I think you're, you're good, yeah. but um, it's just as we talk about it, you're like, I did this because someone said they wanted me to do that. Mm -hmm. And it just it just seems like a, a little I bit of a thing. I get what you're saying. Mm. That you're going to have to fight. You have to fight that off. Yeah. as an entrepreneur because customers or people they'll take you in every which direction based on what they think you should be doing yeah and a lot of times it's not 
you'll say something like, everybody kept asking me to be their mentor. So I started a mentorship. And the reality is, it's not everybody. It was a person that said, yo, I want you to mentor me. And then a second person comes along. And you're like, yo, everybody asked me. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was a lot of people asking me for classes. How many of them paid? Ten? Uh, yeah, because they, well, not ten. <laughs> but I've had more people participate in my classes. Yeah. But they want my stuff to be cheap. But I feel like to learn what I know how to do, uh, gratefully, I didn't have to go to college to learn it. Mm -hmm. Um but that's not the case for everybody to learn, to be able to learn what I know how to do. You have to pay like 60, 70,000, 80,000 or more yeah. for school. And most of the time you have to go overseas. Um, like if you yeah. live in America, you gotta go to different countries to learn this skill. Yeah. I'm charging y'all a thousand dollars to learn something. So you could like my mentor, his dresses started $5,000. Yeah. And he tells me like my skill is just as good as him. I just be in my head about charging yeah. a lot, but his dresses started five thousand dollars. I'm teaching you a skill that you could make so much money, and you don't want to pay a thousand dollars. And instead of you having to go to school for four years, I literally show my students how to do it in a matter of like six weeks. Well, so, that's easy to say, but it depends on how good of a teacher you are. I'm a great teacher. I'm a great teacher. Are you? I am. Okay. For sure. How do you know that? Because the transformation I see in my students, what they say. The only students who don't succeed in my classes is the ones that don't do the work. So only 10 of them. I've had, no, in my, I'm saying 10 people bought my course. Mm -hmm. I've worked with, I've been doing classes since last year. Okay. So, yeah. How many, success, how many successful students do you have? That learned the skill a lot, but that implemented in their business, a few. Um... Yes, so that's like me that's saying that's like fault. me saying teaching, it is your fault. But that's like me saying, okay, I'm gonna teach how to start a podcast on a YouTube video. The YouTube video gets a hundred thousand views. Mm -hmm. The YouTube video gets six hundred comments. Oh, that's great! It's amazing. I'm ready to go. But none of those people actually start a podcast. That is your fault. Okay, so I get your point of view, but there's like a level of work that's required on their part. It is so. Once I learned the skill from my mentor, um, or he didn't really teach me, but once I got the skill by working with him, I went and I did a collection to showcase my work. After that, Netflix reached out. All these people started reaching that out because of that work. That has nothing to do with you teaching no, me No, but I'm saying it. I had to put the work out. They will learn the, the skill, but they're not putting it out. That's, but they, they show me that they got it. They understand it. It's not that they're like not capable of doing it, but for some reason they are not putting it out so this I, I don't problem, take the training Jada. that far you're thinking that you're a good teacher because they understand how to do it and that's not what makes a good teacher a good teacher is somebody who gets results the, uh, I there's, think your there's, idea the result and my idea the result is different I'm, I'm just telling you if I'm teaching a classroom full of students mm -hmm. this kid says he got it but for some reason he won't do the work you're saying that's his fault? That has nothing to do with the teacher? I'm saying that if you've learned the skill and you're, you now have the skill, the gifted in your hand to go sell dresses for a couple thousand dollars, but you choose not to do it, I don't think that's my fault because is, you came to me to learn the skill. And that and is. And I taught the, you the skill. And that is the problem with the coaching industry as a whole. Because people think because you can teach something to somebody that that's what they paid for, and they didn't pay for that. 
the part, there's a million personal trainers out here that can mm -hmm. teach you the exercise to do. And you're saying, well, if you don't go to the gym, it's your fault. No, it's the trainer's fault because they haven't figured out a way to get you to do the work. That's so I did an interview point. with Jason. I did an interview with Jason, Mr. Two Weeks Out. Mm -hmm. And his gym is growing by leaps and bounds because he's not just telling people what exercises to do. And they say, oh, do it like this? Yes, do it like that. His job as a trainer is to get them to come to the gym. And whoever can get their client to come to the gym, whoever can get their client to eat right even when they're not around, that's what makes a good teacher. That's a good point. But that's not where I'm at then. I'm, that's not like, I'm not at. that. That's not where I'm at then. Um, my my involvement is, or I, I guess as far as I want to go when it goes comes to my involvement is I just want to teach them the skill, like I want to teach them how to design a certain way, how to have couture draping skills. That's my focus. And you don't care if they become successful or not. I want them to become successful. Want, I try and I, give them as much information to, as I can to help them. But you don't care because you just said, my job is to teach you. Once you, once I teach you, it's all on you now. I I'm telling you, that's not a good, that's a way, selfish coach. I feel like I'm looking at it the same way that I was taught, so. But maybe the person that taught you gave you some sort of inspiration or motivation to actually want to do it. It's you can't quantify it that way. Like just based on I'm just different and I was willing to do the work. A part of a coach's job is to get them to do it, not just teach them how to do it. So I was on a call. Yes. I was on a call yesterday. Me and Donnie have a mastermind. Mm -hmm. And on this particular call, there were four people, three people, three people. And every person i'm telling them what to do right mm -hmm. and i'm saying okay guys next week this is what y'all need to do i gave them a whole philosophy thought process mindset all that kind of stuff but what set me apart is i gave everyone a different set of homework mm -hmm. and i'm driving that i'm expecting by next wednesday when you come back to this call that you have this done throughout the throughout the education i'm saying this is what you need to do mm -hmm. by wednesday by wednesday i need it done by wednesday by wednesday by wednesday so at least they have something to do now if i want to be an excellent coach i want to go to the next level we're going to send out an email sunday or monday saying hey this is a reminder of the work or i could take their money yeah. and say well i told you what to do you didn't do it so it's on you but that's what, not what i was doing like especially with my mentorship i basically gave them work to do they had deadlines like oh this needs to be done by this time this needs to be done by this time but i'm talking about as far as once they learn the skill they create these garments and they're done with the mentorship if they're not actually putting the workout i guess i wasn't thinking about it uh being my fault because I've you came here to learn a skill to help you and I did everything to teach you that um, but okay look at it from this point of view how many people go to college and they pay to learn a skill or a specific major and then they get a degree but they do nothing with it yeah so does that mean the teachers and everybody who is over that college is selfish because these people did not do anything with that degree or with the knowledge that they've learned Let's compare the success rate of a community college versus Harvard. Mm -hmm. The numbers are probably drastically different. For sure. Why? Because Harvard has a better way of ensuring their student success. There are some colleges that they built a pipeline. Mm -hmm. After you graduate, you like there's a couple jobs waiting because mm -hmm. you graduated from this particular school. That's what makes that a good college. And that's what makes a, 
or a university. That's what makes a community college a community college because saying, okay, you got your degree now. Good yeah. luck. So, do you think there's a difference between? Yeah, I get what you're saying. That, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. the only thing I'm asking you to consider is the only way that I know I'm a I'm a good coach is Wednesday. Did I do or say something to get them to come back to the call to do what I asked them to do? That's how I'm gauging if I'm a good coach or not. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And they're doing the assignments I asked them to do. I feel like we're looking at it completely differently because I, I don't call myself a coach mm. either. I just say I'm an instructor. I'm going to teach you this couture draping skill. I want to say you said something like you're coaching people into something. I don't no? say, I never use the word coach. No? Never. You don't coach them? I never say coach. I say I will teach you. You tell them. How, yes, I, te I will <laughs> teach you how to do this. And I fulfill my promise on that. I teach them how to do a certain skill. That's misleading, though. Mm, how? I think if in the sales, you understand that they're not looking to just learn. They're looking to be successful. And success it's isn't really the about the actual technical skills. Yeah. Success is more internal. I'm just saying, if you want your community to grow, you want your program to grow, you want to become more successful as a person that can get people to do stuff, Yeah. I think you need to start looking at that as your fault. No, that makes sense. And I do want to eventually add the business side to it so they can understand that more. Like I, I give them as much as I can when it comes to the business side, but I'm not going to ever market or promote that because I know that's not the main focus or main goal or even something I, that I feel like um, I'm like certified to be like yeah. marketing like oh yeah let me show you how to be uh, be this super great business owner but I'll personally in my classes mm -hmm. or if they hit me up and ask me a question I'll tell them whatever I can about like the business side of yeah. fashion but that's I don't want to like ever promote that I'm like something that I'm not so I say I'll teach you the skill and of course in my classes I'll be like so y'all I just learned this like for my business like y'all should implement this da, 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 da. so I do stuff like that all the time but I would never promote that because then yeah. I feel like that's kind of fake I would love for you to like just take some time to figure out how to be a better educator for sure and that's why I stopped doing mentorships um because I realized that it doesn't matter how you feel People paid you for something, so you still have to do it. A hundred percent. And so I realized I wasn't ready for that. And just because people keep asking me, can you do your mentorship? Can you do your mentorship? That doesn't mean that I should do it. Absolutely. And my main, main goal is to have a huge fashion brand. The more that I focus on teaching people the skill, the slower it's going to take me to get to where I'm trying to go. That's a fact. And so... I guess I look at it as a way to make everyone happy, which I do that a lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but it comes back to what we just talked yes, about. Okay, because <laughs> it's like people were asking me for like a few years, like, can you please teach? Can you please teach? And I was like, okay. I was like, let me, this is like the happy medium. Y'all get what y'all want. And I still have like my business, my fashion brand. I can focus on that. I don't have to go too deep into like teaching business and all of that good stuff y'all said y'all want to learn the skill okay i'm going to put together a whole program for y'all you get what y'all been asking for yeah. but i can still do the things i want to do so i think that's honestly why i like did it to create 
like a happy medium for everyone. Um, Can't make happy mediums. There are very rarely happy mediums. Yeah. And I think when you create happy mediums, no one ultimately ends up happy. It's like a subpar, like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm trying to please you, but mm-hmm. I don't, it's not something that I want to do. And I'm not like, I'm not pleasing myself. I'm not fulfilling my own goals. So I'm actually subpar at helping you in whatever you want me to do. Yeah. Right. And then I'm cheating myself exactly. in that same, there's never really a happy medium. Or it's like, you can never, uh, I'm thinking of a, um, you know how this, the scripture of like, you can't serve two masters? Mm-hmm. You can't. The, the more you go into one side, the other side is going to be like That's lacking something. It can never be you're giving an equal amount of energy to both sides. And so. So let's quit the coaching. That's what I've been doing. But I, I want to. not what you've been Well, doing. that's why I just put out a course so that I don't have to actually. Um, but you're on a call every week. That is for me, though. So I can do my weekly practice. Okay, gotcha. And I've thought about that multiple times. But. That had like me, but I'm saying you don't necessarily need the call to practice your craft. True, it just holds me accountable. That's all. Because otherwise, you wouldn't practice the craft. I would practice, but I don't know if I would do it every week. Um, so you wouldn't practice. I don't know. Like, I think I just like having accountability. Like someone else holding me accountable. Like my mentor, he would make me do a presentation every week i'm sorry real quick on these calls you're actually teaching them how to do the stuff that you already know how to do correct um no i like to give myself projects and techniques i never did before so they be so there like real life okay seeing me create something most of the time that i've never done before and so i it's been a few classes where i'd be like i'm sorry y'all this just look crazy like <laughs> it didn't turn out right but that's been maybe like two or three times mm-hmm. but for the most part i like it because i'm challenging myself i have a whole audience watching me but i'm saying they're watching need, me make mistakes do you need other people to challenge i'm just saying you well, have this whole program you got to send them out a link every week i would imagine mm-hmm. in the facebook group you keep them engaged mm, sometimes yeah sometimes sometimes so why don't you just quit that and just, I mean, if your ultimate goal was to build out this fashion mm-hmm. brand, you know Milano. Yeah. I don't think she'd be Milano if she was teaching classes. Yeah. And I don't think you need other people to hold you accountable if it's your real goal. And if you do, it's not your real goal. For me with the morning mm-hmm. meetup, I just need to wake up earlier. So it wasn't like I, I uh, it wasn't another like, business that I was trying to build mm-hmm. that I need to wake up earlier for. I just needed to wake up earlier. So I just wanted to create this group of people. But I look at it the same way. Like I just need to practice once a week. So you should be practicing all week anyway, if this is your ultimate goal. Again, mm-hmm. if you need this group of people to get to your goal, mm-hmm. then it's not really your big goal. That's a good point. It's not, it's not like here, it's not inside. I feel like it is. Maybe is it? because I just haven't really tried to do it without having some type of accountability yet. Um, but so that, I, I mean, that is I that the to. only day a week that you, you practice? Um, Honestly. Right now, yeah. Some, unless when I'm making myself stuff. So I just did my birthday dress. That's like me just creating. Um, so unless when I'm just like making stuff. But I typically have a busy week, so... Busy like, doing what? 
well, I have to do the podcast. Um, we meet like probably once or twice, and whenever we come here, we be here all day. Okay. Um, so there's seven days a week. Yes. You um, meet here once or twice for a few hours out of the seven days. What else you doing? And then I have to do stuff for my brand. So okay. my launch is what I'm focusing on right now. So mm -hmm. content. The launch of the collection. My pants. Okay. Yeah. And so that, and then I feel like for the sewing company, it's not as much involvement as it was before. So what's the sewing company? Ellis Sewing Company is what the classes oh, fall like, under. Oh, uh, like individual clients, like building, making them a dress. No, Ellis Sewing Company is what the um, classes and everything. The classes, okay. That falls under Ellis Sewing Company. Fashion brand is Jael. Okay. And but so, you're working on the, the, the launch for Jael. Yeah, so that's really... The sewing Club Companies is the classes. Yes, but I, since I've been pulling back from that, that doesn't really take up much of my time. It's more so just my fashion brand, the launch. And I think... When I say my fashion brand, I'm doing the launch, but I also still have clients that I'm servicing too. So right, right now I have about like, I think four orders that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But so that's a lot of sewing, but I'm also still having to do work for the launch. So that's taking up a lot of my time. So at least me knowing- When you say doing work for the launch, what do you mean? Um, so basically marketing is what I'm focused on now. Okay, when um, you say marketing is what you're focused on, what do you mean? So basically, I'm going to be doing influencer marketing for the the launch. So I've been working on trying to like make the samples. Uh, I'm going to make my own website just because I didn't end up going to somebody anymore. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? 
I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off. But if you use the promo code big deal, it'll take 20% off immediately. But I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. You're working on the marketing, but you said it as if it's taking a big chunk of your time. Well, like creating the samples takes time. The pants are like super detailed. It's not like these. It's like. You should just do the samples while you're trying to teach all these people. You should quit that. Yeah, I think it was just something I acted too prematurely on. It's not that I think it's something I wasn't Send an email today. Hey, we're not doing this no more. It's like a. But they would be disappointed, wouldn't they? Yeah, and I don't like. And you don't want to do that. I have this thing. <laughs> you don't know. want to disappoint anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or crazy. like letting people down, oh. or people thinking I'm a bad person. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's like, I just shut down my Patreon. For social proof. Yeah, it was just. Mm. I'm focused on something else, so we sent an email. Hey, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. You well, how got many people it, did you have in it? Like 60, 70, something like that. You just gotta let them, you gotta let them know. But I'm saying for if for one, all the stuff that you think you're doing for the marketing and the launch, it's probably not in your head takes up more time than it actually takes. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, I know the thought of doing something takes up more time than actually doing it. It's like, man, this is so, it's going to be so daunting. But once you get in there and start doing it, it's like, oh, I just knocked it out. Yeah, I actually don't think the launch is taking up most of my time. But you added that in the description of what's taking so long? Well, I'm working on this launch. I think what's taking the most time is my actual client work, like sewing for all these people. That it takes time to sew stuff sew dresses and things like that my launch takes up time maybe like 20 percent of my time Mm -hmm. it's it's not like that's a big chunk of it majority of my time let's say like 70 percent goes to sewing okay and so that's why i say i'm i'll be busy i have a lot going on in my week so i look at me taking an hour and a half two hours to hop on a call and drape something um it's like Okay, I know I have to show up to do this call. So, but you don't necessarily. I mean, if you're if it's seventy percent of your time, and I don't got time to get into this whole seventy percent calculation that you put together. Okay, I just, I just, I just don't have. Number, I just don't have the time. Number. Okay, 
But if 70% of your time is putting, like, it's actually sewing, why do you need accountability to get on there and practice because sewing? You, I feel like you have to, like, remain a student of your craft. So I, I don't like when I get in phases of, oh, the only design that I'm doing is for my clients. You should always be, like, elevating your craft. You should always be, like, experimenting with new things, trying new techniques right. and things like that. Sometimes it's hard to, like, explain to a client, hey, I really want to try this technique on your dress. They're, they're not a fashion designer. They may not yeah. really comprehend that. So, and a lot of people, they may say, they, oh, they're coming to me for dramatic stuff, but maybe because they're confident or whatever, they may just want something quit this a little, little more simple. Bro. So, just yeah. Just quit the low community. But, um, Sell your course if you want to, because I don't take a whole lot of time, but yeah. just quit the low community. It's, it's not helping you get to your goal. Yeah, I don't think so. And these people aren't even buying your dresses. And if you were going to, like, try something, I would try that on YouTube or Instagram Live or something like that. Because at least some of the people in there may be a client. Yeah. But the people that you're teaching, they're not. It's a waste of time. That's a good point. So yeah. you going to tell them tonight? I tell them that I like to give them a date. Say we okay. have like a month <laughs> left or something. That's good. I wouldn't just want to like. Maybe we got two more them. calls left. Yeah. Um, or actually, it makes a year in October, like the first week of October. So maybe so even just first. be like. Hey guys, we got three more calls. It's over. Yeah, I'm going to chase so my dream. I might Follow do something me. like that. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like. It's a whole obligation. And don't, is it the same time every week? Mm hmm. What, what time and day? What day and time? It's typically Saturday. Sometimes if something comes up, then we may like reschedule to What time day. typically? Saturday? Oh, it's 1230. 12.30. 12.30. Mm -hmm. Don't you hate that you got to jump on that call sometime and it could be other cool stuff you could be doing? Mm, yes. I work on Saturdays regardless. I understand. But there's... you. Occasionally I, there's To prepare Saturdays. for this call. Yeah, bro. You can't... I, I do this. I understand. I understand. I've been here before. And you just got to stop. And you have to re, uh, really um, re-engage with your desire to hit your goal. Because as long as I've known you, you've always talked about building out this this line, this fashion line, and designing. I've been doing it. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. for sure. And I think you are, but I think it would accelerate if you just start cutting the fat. Yeah, I guess you know when you take advice from too many people. And so I think my business has just become that. Like, people say, like, oh, everyone's doing courses. You should have a course. You should have a platform where you they teach start people. start working on the course. Go make a Facebook group. Okay, yeah. bet. I make a Facebook group. All these people joining, yeah. all this stuff. So but I you think know it's why, just But you, know you know why these people are giving you this advice? Why? Because I don't think... Even now, I think you're more now than you were. But for a long time, it just wasn't clear on who you wanted to become and what you wanted to do. Even if you were talking to your mentor and you say, yo, my goal is to build out this clothing brand. Mm -hmm. No mentor is going to tell you you need to start a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. He did not tell me that at all. A hundred percent. Yeah, he never told me that. But if you get clear on where you're going, it's really hard to take you off the path. But most people get taken off the path because it's like our, we don't keep our eye on the ball on where we're going. Because we don't know exactly where we want to go. I think my issue is, I actually know exactly what I want to do. Do you? But my issue is caring about other people's 
opinions or what people care so much about what people say that I know what I want to do, but it's kind of like, let's see, let's say you had a guy and you're super in love with this person, Mm -hmm. but then you get mixed into all these other groups of people where they're like, yo, she don't your husband. It's all good. Like, yo, you should like do what we do. You need to be empowered. You need to like, would you listen to those people? No. Why? Because you are super locked in on what you're locked in on. And you're not going to cheat on the person. But So this is how I look at it. Right or wrong. Mm-hmm. We start cheating on our dream with other stuff that just seems attractive. And it takes so much longer. Once I really started focusing on taking care of my family, it was, it was a lot harder to take me off the path. Yeah. I'm not just chasing money because I believe that if I just focus and I'm not making as much money as I'm going to make right now, but one day I'm going to get to this point and I'll be able to take care of my family. And once I did that, everything started opening up. That's a good point. That's a good You're cheating point. on your dream and your dream deserves more attention and love and focus. Yeah. I'll send the email out. Good. Give a round of applause, guys. All right. You just watched this whole episode. If you like this episode, watch this one right here. Click right here. You're going to like this one if you like the one you just watched. Check it out.